0: We sit back and watch for the bullshit, cause you know what's coming. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. Welcome to BS, Martin Simpson, the latest episode. A lot of things going on in the world right now, and I try to talk about, um, you know, shit that's that other people aren't talking about, you know. Um, But some things, man, they just happen, and they just get under my fucking skin. And I have to talk about the Grammys. But first, first, what's going on with me? I've been you know, here, there, everywhere. Um, but I'm doing good. I had a gig. I had a gig in San Diego recently, and uh, and man, I. So if you know me, I don't, if you know me real well, you know I don't like to use public restrooms for anything other than pissing. Okay. It's just a thing of mine. Not just public restrooms. Look, I only shit at home. Okay? That's... I mean, it's got to be a real emergency for me to break that rule. Okay? Um, I just don't like it. I don't like the the filth. I don't like the... just disc- Because you're vulnerable. You're, you're vulnerable when you're in that position. You know, I ain't trying to wrap up seats. I ain't trying to do all that. And, you know, anyway... Um, I started doing this drinking these new meal replacement shakes called Huel H U E L, show for human fuel. No, they're not sponsoring me yet, but uh, but yeah, I started drinking these shakes, and man, they're pretty good, they're pretty good. Uh, but but uh, the, the um, uh, but but anyway, I'm down in San Diego and uh, and we stopped at this sandwich shop um that I'd never been to. My friend Hannah had recommended it highly, recommend it. it was good but but the but the I had drank a whole fuel before I went down, and they tell you when you first start drinking it, you know to take it easy, I didn't listen. they were like, you know, don't do the full two scoops do the, do a do a scoop, do a half a scoop because you know it's it's don't, it's fucking with your uh <laughs> with your uh but your gut biome, you know, the the, the organisms in your gut that digest shit, you know, is not used to all this, all these hardy oats and shit. Is it's gonna cause some issues. So anyway, I just I had to go. It was like emergency have to go. And I forget the name of the damn sandwich shop. Man, he's, <laughs> but it was set up in like an awkward location in Hillcrest. Um, I can't even explain it really, but suffice to say, these motherfuckers handed me. A, uh, when I asked her where the bathroom was, she handed me a bucket. Right? And I had to pause for it. He was like, I'm like, what, what the fuck? You want me, <laughs> you want me to go in the bucket? And no, no. That's the thing they had attached to their key. That's it, not abnormal for um for people to attach things to keys, for for businesses to attach something fairly large to a key to keep you from running off with it. Or, uh, you know, dropping it and having to go down a drain, or putting it in your pocket and forgetting. You know, you know, I've seen all sorts of things attached to keys. I've seen big sticks. I've seen um, uh, pool balls, pool cues. I've seen hubcaps. Never seen a bucket. This is the first time I've seen a bucket uh, attached to a key, and I'm like, yo, why so large of an object? Well, it turns out. There's no restroom in this facility. There's no restroom near this facility. This lady hands me a bucket and points across the parking lot into this other, like, shop. Basically, I had to walk, and I don't want to exaggerate. I had to walk, let's say, damn near a fifth of a mile to the bathroom. Like, I had to go... I had to go across this parking lot, up these stairs, and all the way down this long-ass hallway to this secluded area. It, it was almost like this building, you this, this little complex used to be something else. And they turned it into a business thing. And these businesses didn't... Um, you know, they turned it into like a food court. I don't know what the fuck, but they didn't plan this well because these were the only bathrooms in this whole thing. Anyway, it's this real secluded area where the bathrooms are. Shit is weird to me already, but I have to use it, so I go. Anyway, I go in there. I'm sitting down. I'm 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 handling my business, and and it couldn't have been more than two minutes went by, and the lights go off. Yeah, I'm sitting there in the dark in this bathroom in the corner. And now, look now now that's a you know it's it's two things that could have happened here. Either some idiot set the automatic timer on the lights, the motion sensor lights, to be way too fucking short, or this is some kind of serial killer setup thing going on. And the bitch at the sandwich shop is in on it. She sends her hapless victims all the way to this this mile away bathroom. Like this is what was going on in my head, you know. For you know, for a split second, I'm thinking this is it. I'm gonna die right here with my pants down, um, in a dark bathroom. And no one's gonna find me for weeks. Um. But no, it turns out, yeah, the timer was just set wrong. It was, it was just inconvenient in every way. I mean, get your shit together, sandwich. I wish I could remember the name of that damn sandwich shop. Get, get your shit together. I mean, y- y'all gonna have to do something. Get some porta parties or something that's beside the building. I mean, what kind of shit is this? What kind of shit is this? I mean, really. Um. Yeah, so that 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 happened to me this week, um, and uh. I was down well actually yesterday I had a damn um a homeless guy um, coming to the 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 uh, pollo Campero, okay it's this Peruvian chicken joint up the street pollo Campero um I love their chicken, and uh I'm sitting down in there eating, and this dude comes in, and he apparently has some kind of history with the manager because. He he came in hot, you know what I mean. He came in on ten. It was, there wasn't no buildup. He just came right in and started arguing with her, and he claimed that it was uh, that he was sitting in his car eating his food and it was a cockroach in his food. Um, you know, and look, I don't know what was going on with his food, but the, but I'm gonna tell you something about this place. It was fucking spotless, you know. So and it wasn't no roaches in my food. My food was bomb. I've eaten food from there a whole bunch of times. Um, but he was just real loud and obnoxious, and you know, man, he tried to get me involved. Like, it's hey, sir, don't don't fucking talk to me while I'm eating, please. I ain't got shit to do with none of that, you know. She was, uh, she wasn't taking his shit though. But but I, you know, I just feel like sometimes like weird weird shit like this always happens around me. You know, sometimes it happens to me. Just like a few days ago, I was at the laundromat, the Fluff and Fold over there on Western. These motherfuckers. And I'm there late at night because I don't like to be there when there's a bunch of people there, you know, bumping in the motherfuckers and you got to keep an eye on your shit. And like, I just like, I go there late night. They close at midnight or something like that. So I like to go there around 10, you know, and knock out my shit. I can use as many machines as I want. You know, Anyway. Um, and I'm there, and it turns. I mean, this particular night, for some strange reason, I was the only one there. It was just me and the employees. And they had they have like four or five employees because they are a um, they also they also fluff and they they you know they'll do it for you. They'll do your laundry for you. They have like a wash club, so it's so their employees be there late washing other people's clothes. You know, so it's just me and like four or five employees in there doing laundry, right? And I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the little stoop they have for people to sit and wait for their shit. And damn it, why do I always do this? The microphone is too far away. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so I'm sitting there waiting, uh, waiting for my stuff. And out of the blue, I just hear boom, 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 boom. This dude, and it's a, it's a crazy motherfucker. I mean. I could see the demon in his eyeballs looking right up, looking right at me through the glass from outside. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's up? I found your ass. You know what I mean? Just intense and serious in the motherfucker. And and one of the, one of the girls that works there was like, "Yo, dude." <laughs> she was like, "Yo, do he do you know him?" And I was like, nah, but the thing is, he was so serious that I had to question myself like, do I know this motherfucker because I mean I don't remember this you know, but he he was talking mad shit i mean banging on this glass so hard that I was shocked that it didn't break i was i was I was blown away uh by the fact that it that it that it didn't break um so so You know, anyway, but I question sometimes when people acting out there acting crazy, cause I don't know what he was on or you know or what he was. Cause a lot of times people see people will see you acting wild in the streets, and they assume you on drugs. You know what I mean? And the truth is, sometimes motherfuckers is off drugs. They it's some shit they need to be on the day off. You know, so I think that was more his his situation. It was some shit. I mean, he was on some shit. Wait, hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, yeah, we don't need all that game, baby. Okay. And we're back. Um so it was most of the time it's some shit you need to be on that you're not on. And I think that was his situation. Anyway, um the girl looks to one of her coworkers and goes, "Yo, get the taser." And this dude was on was outside with a taser so fast, <laughs> and while this dude was still, he was talking in the midst of his crazy fit. He knew what the fuck that taser was, so he was th- he was talking. He was still talking shit, but he was running away. He was still telling motherfuckers he was gonna kill him and all this, but he was still moving away from the taser. Like every time the and and <laughs> and I could tell this employee, I ain't gonna put his business in the street and say his name, but but this guy. What was so- it was just entertaining to me because I could tell just by the way he was acting like this he he was waiting so long for a chance to taste somebody I mean he was <laughs> he was doing he was doing the most dog like he was doing everything he could to get this dude to come at him so he could taste them you know what I mean it was like. It, it was just hilarious to watch. Where it turned into me and the two two of the girls that worked there trying to trying to get this motherfucker to come back in because he he chased this dude all the way like across the parking lot, like basically damn near the distance to that bathroom that I used in San Diego. It was like it was hella far, like way too far to where you know if the cops had shown up. He would have had to answer that question. Like, why did you come all the way the fuck out here? from <laughs> Away from the business if you felt unsafe. You know what I mean? It was that kind of shit. Like, it was some George Zimmerman shit. Like, why did you chase him to the... Okay. So, I, f- I feel like shit like that happens around me, man. And do I draw it? Is it? Or is it because I'm a I'm a comic that I notice? Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. uh but uh but yeah that's that's wild moving on um speaking of crazy shit <sighs> Gucci Gucci's in a lot of hot water with the black community um apparently they put out some they put out a a, a sweater with a baliklava clava attached um that <laughs> that looked like blackface. It really looked, it went like the part around the lips was red, like Sambo. I mean, mean, just who the fuck, fucking Gucci thought that was a good idea. You know what I mean? Because listen, bro, when it comes to certain shit, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of calling everything racism or, no, not, that's not true. I'm not a fan of calling, hmm, here, here, here's what I say. In the fight for justice, I'm not one of those people that thinks you have to fight every battle. Every battle is not worth fighting, you know? And and you really have to choose your battles wisely. And I think, like, nowadays, we, we, we're in this culture where... Um, where you get so much respect and so much, you know, cultural points for fighting that a lot of people create fights where there aren't any, or they fight, fight, they fight battles where it's not um, where it's not necessary. Where there's, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to be gained from winning, you know? And, this is not one of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because, because, because what happens is a lot, a, a, a thing that really gets on my nerves is like, I saw a thing recently where somebody had a, um, um. it was like a teacher. Oh yeah. It was about dreadlocks. You know, the, 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 the teacher was telling these, the kids like, you know, they aren't called dreads. They're called locks. And you know, the reason, you know, that, that, they used to be called dreads was because black people, or white people thought they were ugly and were dreadful, so they called them dreads. And then, so it has racist connotations, so don't call them dreads, call them locks. And look, here's my thing. And this is not just about racism and all that, but it's just about meaning in general, okay? What things mean is important. What we mean when we say things is important, but if you gotta go back in time to get the meaning of some shit so you can get upset about it, I don't know if I'm with that. Actually, I do know I'm not with that. You know, and and, and you say, well, "Well, Brian, what about what about what about blackface? What about the word nigger?" Well, those that's not that's not the same thing because those things still mean what they used to mean. <laughs> Dreadlock don't mean what it used to mean. It ain't a motherfucking person alive that's not a history, uh, uh, that's not a black history uh, master's degree that knows that means uh, something negative when they say dreadlock. You know, so, you know, nigga still means nigga and blackface, come on. Blackface still means blackface. You know what I mean? When you do that, you know exactly what the fuck you mean. You know exactly what you're doing. The meaning hasn't changed. It hasn't eroded. It hasn't subsided. It still means the same thing. You know, um, meaning is important. It's just like when whenever I whenever I'm arguing with white people about racism, which is I know I said I retired, but it's impossible, um, especially out here, <laughs> out here in Hollywood. Um, but but it's like you know we argue a lot about what racism is because a lot of white folks want to tend to think that they are also experiencing racism when something, when discrimination happens against them, you know, or a lot of, a lot of the white actors and comics think that it, things are harder for them right now. Uh, but then when you look on, <laughs> when you look on all the lineups, it's still mostly white people. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, quite often it's all white people. Um, you know, when you look on your Netflix queue and you look at who's on television, it's still ninety nine percent white people. And they even bringing back all white shows: Fuller House, Roseanne. Like, like no one was asking for that. <laughs> you know, next thing you know, they're gonna bring back Mash. All in the face, like so. So I don't. You know, I ain't. You know, so it's like when when I hear you say, oh, well, that's racism cause, uh, because the white Hollywood's pretending like it doesn't, like it's trying to be diverse. I mean, I don't get what you're saying. I mean, or, or you feel bad because you think, like, straight white men are under some kind of attack. You know what I mean? By who? By people that don't have any power to do anything to you. Your life is exactly the same. It's just less people willing to listen to you be racist. That's all, or listen to you say some say some 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 wild shit. But other than that, you're, 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 now listen, I'll agree. It's harder to be a white guy than it used to be. But that's not the same thing as you being oppressed, you know. And anyway, but when I point this out, you know, motherfuckers like to bring up the dictionary. Oh, well, look what it says in the dictionary. Look, look. And I'm going to say this one time. Actually, I might have to say it a hundred times. Fuck the dictionary. Okay. That's, the, the dictionary is a record, a snapshot of what things mean at that point in time. The dictionary does not determine what shit means. We determine what things mean. And then the dictionary writes it down so everybody is on the same page. Meaning is determined by society I mean listen Selfie was a word for two years Before it was in the dictionary The dictionary Webster didn't decide what it meant We did And if the meaning changes We decide that If you woke up tomorrow and the dictionary And the definitions was all switched around You wouldn't start just using words However the fuck the dictionary says Anyway <sighs> Gucci, I there's no words, you know. But anyway, uh, I never I've never owned anything Gucci anyway. So this boycott of Gucci, I think it's kind of hollow. Um, just like the boycott of the NFL was kind of hollow, but um, in the sense that nothing came of it, nothing's going to come of it, you know. I, I I don't think so. It's I think this is just the outrage of the moment, and and. Um, and I think things have already moved on. Probably nobody will be talking about that about Gucci next week. Um, uh, and then what else happened? Oh, Liam Neeson. This nigga, <laughs> this nigga was tripping. Um, but Liam Neeson was he was being he was being interviewed about a movie that was coming out that was about revenge. And he told a story uh, like he was saying like I know what it's like to want to, to be blind, consumed with revenge because a friend of mine was sexually assaulted or raped, and she didn't know nothing about the guy other than he was a black guy, and I was walking the streets hoping a black guy. And yeah, he was telling a story about how he used to be an asshole, a racist asshole, you know, he used to have. And a lot of people came down on him for it, and uh, you know, he later tried to clarify. But but look, I'm just like, see, that's one of them things where I'm like, I don't think that's a battle worth fighting. You know, it's like it, 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 because when when it comes to shit like that, it's like to me when people are trying. That's all you can ask somebody to do. When when somebody, I mean, because see, my problem this is my problem with a lot of with a lot of my my liberal friends is that they try to act like they ain't never thought a bad thought. Like they've always been woke. Like they just came out the womb woke you know it's like no you've done dumb ignorant misinformed shit it's just not you just not in the public eye you know so somebody admitting that they done some shit in the past i mean why is that something that requires outrage of course he was done something in the, i mean because <laughs> because i'm i'm more suspicious of the motherfucker that's I'm more, suspicious of the, I'm more suspicious of the white person that tells me they've never said nigga. Oh, I've never ever used that word. No, that's, that's, I've, I've never thought. I don't see. I said, "Fuck you, fuck you." I don't believe that at all. You ain't never thought nothing negative, nasty, inappropriate. Come on, well, you you're not a person. You don't have an. You don't have an evil side. There's no part of you that's ever done nothing or said nothing or thought nothing evil. Fuck out of here. You lying. You know. But at the same time, we did drag Paula Dean. <laughs> we dragged Paula Dean through the streets for the for uh. Well, would I say for less? Is that less? No, because Paula Dean had like a. Like a old timey slavery wedding or some shit, right? Or she or she catered it or 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 she did, uh, coordinated. it. I don't know what it is, but she was, but you know, she did seem sincerely sorry. I I don't know, but this was before Twitter was like canceling people, so man, she might have been. <laughs> Where the fuck is she? we need to find this. we need to find Paula D, but is she you know, I don't know what what she's already, right But anyway, it, it, this brings me to my to my next point. Normally, I would have a a black history moment nugget whatever, but I'm going to dedicate this section to the fucking Grammys. Okay? Um and I found a I found some interesting shit about the Grammys cuz look, th- this is what this is what bothers me, man, is All year long. We talk about the culture this, the culture that, the culture, the culture, the culture, the culture. We got all kind of podcasts and shows and, um, you know, The Breakfast Club, um, Ebro in the Morning, um, The uh, Revolt, Joe Budden has a, like, State of the Culture joint with Remy Ma and them and Jinx and um, I forget the other person's name. And then they had, and then we got a... Complex has that show with academics and uh and Wayno and the desk. What the fuck is the name of that? Um it's called Everyday Struggle, yeah. Um then Vlad TV does the them fucking interviews, and it's like so it's all this stuff dedicated to the culture. It's way more shit than that. Um and all, and all year long, we talking the culture, the culture the culture, the culture, and then one night a year, it's the Grammys. And all that shit goes out the fucking window. You know what I'm saying? Like, we uh, why do we care what the fucking Grammys thinks about anything? I mean, first of all, award shows are fucking dumb anyway, right? I mean, Seinfeld had a speech. He told you everything you needed. You know, I agree with him a thousand percent. I mean, awards are dumb. Not that it's not an honor when you get one, you know, from your peers in your field or whatever, but it's meaningless. You you know, what does the truth... Who? What? Doesn't matter who gets the trophy and who doesn't get the trophy. Like it's like it's like because listen, if 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 award shows meant anything, this is this is why they don't mean shit to me, really, and it's just because the most prestigious ones are never by that group of of artists. It's bad enough that in, all, in every single industry, the people that do all the work don't make the most money. You know what I'm saying? The best basketball player in the world, LeBron James, ain't the highest paid person in the NBA. He sure the fuck ain't. You know, he's the highest paid player. Maybe. And But somebody cutting that check because they making way more than that. And they're not a basketball player. There's no, there, there, ain't a rap, there ain't a rap artist alive making what a what with the what a music executive is making, with them CEOs is making. There ain't, you know. There's not, there's not, there, there there's no industry like that, except maybe stand up. <laughs> I think maybe the top comp. There's no, because there's no stand up this I don't know, but my point is, like, even on TV, that take the highest paid actor, movie star, whatever people like to say. Oh, Seinfeld made this this many million an episode. Okay, well, guess what? NBC was making per episode. You know, so it's like it, that's bad enough, but it's like, you know, there's no take. You know, even the Emmys, the mean the SAG SAG has their own award show. The actors have their own award show but that's not more prestigious than the one made by these rich white guys you know and then take hip hop specifically hip hop is counterculture it's punk it's metal it's against the grain it's like that's what it was invented for in the streets and we and we were snubbed by the grammys for so long they seen that shit as jiggaboo music. They seen that shit as cool music. They would never seriously consider you giving a fucking rapper album of the year. Did you know in the history of the Grammys, only 10 black people have won album of the year? In the history of music awards, in the history of the most prestigious music award. In the history, only 10 times has a black person won album of the year. Let me see if I can find that list. Hold on. Only 10 times the Grammys. Let me see here. I did my little research. Hold on. 10. Okay, so. (laughs) Only 10. Okay, Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Natalie Cole, Lionel Richie, Lauryn Hill, Outkast, Herbie Hancock, Whitney Houston, Quincy Jones. Now, two of those are rappers. Lauryn Hill, they, for whatever reason, they labeled hers as R and B, so she didn't win Best Rap Album. First of all, they didn't even have <laughs> they didn't even have a rap category first, and then and then they throw they throw us little shit like a uh, urban contemporary. Man, fuck the Grammys. They've always been racist. They they still are. And this is just... Oh, pardon me. Sorry. Because I, I don't like... because They 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 did the same thing. I'm sorry. I said the Emmys earlier when I, I should have... I meant the Oscars. But the, the, it's the same with the Oscars, the Emmys. All the shit's the same, right? Is that... The problem with diversity in show business, right? Because this happens in Hollywood. I deal with this. Is that... The same people that have been racist for 50, 60, 70 fucking years are the same people in charge of the diversity. You understand that? So yeah, they might throw they might throw a couple of uh couple of niggas on screen. They might throw a couple of brothers in the writing room, but that's it. It ain't a nigga executive produce. It, no matter what, no matter what, how many, no matter how many minorities they throw in on, on on screen, no matter how many minorities they throw in the writing room, no matter how many minority scripts they accept or whatever, it still got to be filtered through those same people that have had a problem with diversity all these years. They didn't, you know, Hollywood didn't go, "Oh man, we haven't been being diverse. I'm gonna retire." No, these same niggas running all these big companies. You know what I mean? And so we're not, we're not getting real diversity. We're getting, we're getting that, we're getting what they think is diversity. We're getting the clueless old white person's idea of diversity. You know, and it's and it ends up backfiring. For example, like um NBC, Stand Up NBC has this diversity um showcase they do. They used to call it the diversity showcase. Um, but I don't know. They changed it to just stand up NBC. I don't know. I guess somebody got in their feelings. I don't know what it was, right? And it's this. And I did it. I think I did it twice. Um, the first year, everyone camped outside because they only take the first hundred people, right? So you got to camp outside. They go to four cities. You got to camp outside if you're a you a stand up. You got to try to be the first hundred person, the first one of the first hundred people in line. And then, and then in the in the morning time, they take every they take you in twenty at a time and you perform one minute of stand-up for the other 19 comics and the three or four judges in the back, right? And if they like you, you get to come back three or four hours later and do two whole minutes of comedy under the same circumstances. And if they like you, you get to come back a few days later, or maybe it's the next day or two days later, and you get to do... Um I don't know, six or seven minutes of comedy, and they record it, and you gotta sign a crazy little contract about it. it was, you know, I got maybe it's standard, I don't know. And uh and then they send it off to you know, the, I don't know if they go if they watch it with some executives or whatever the fuck, and then and they do that in four more cities, and and then and so of all those people who get to the part where they get t- taped. Then they pick six, six or seven of those people to make it to the finals, and then and then and they do a big show at one of the comedy clubs in Hollywood, and uh, and then they and they so out of you know thousands of people they pick one minority, and they get a uh, they win a development deal or something like that, right? And that's how they get that's how they that's how they do diversity now. You now you say some of you might be saying, "Well, Brian, what's wrong with that? It's a contest. They made an effort to find a minority, and whoop, whoop, whoop." But you know what? That's not how they find white people. They just go get them. They just go and why you, you, you understand what I'm saying? They in a contest, nigga. They just find them. They, it's like you could just you could just go to the clubs and shows and just see who's funny and pick people that way. If you're trying to find a minority. It's probably cheaper too. <laughs> it's probably way cheaper than sending a whole team to four cities to make niggas sleep outside so you can pick maybe one of uh, Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. Is that's that is their idea of diversity, is to have a separate but equal contest for niggas. Um and the and the white people they pick just magically p- get picked. You know, and, and it's and it's shit, and then I say this and it's like, listen, the people to the people that have won stand up for diversity, I'm not shitting on you. I'm not hating on you. Okay? Um, and I'm not hating on the thing. Um, I guess maybe I am. Yes, I am. I just think it's ridiculous. You know, I think it's it's ridiculous to have a uh, to have a di- uh, a a contest for just minorities, and that's not how you you don't have a contest for everybody. Um, you, like you claim you overlooking minorities, why don't you just go look for them? But that's what I mean is when you when you put people that have a racial blind spot in charge of of minority outreach, you end up with dumb, silly shit. You end up with Bali Clavas that look like blackface. You end up <laughs> with niggas sleeping outside. It's just crazy. Um, yeah, so fuck the Grammys. I've never gave a fuck what the Grammys thought about nothing. Okay? They they don't they're they're out of tune with the culture. They don't know shit about hip hop, hip hop specifically. Okay, that is a that is hip hop, and, and maybe and look, and maybe you can make the argument that rap doesn't just belong to black people now that it's so mainstream. Fuck you. It's it's it it's it, 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 it. I'm I'm not against people. I'm not against white dudes being rappers, but I'm against old, rich, out of touch white. I don't even know who the committee is. Who are these people? You know, deciding what the dopest rap album of the year is. You know what I mean? Cardi B won this year. Shout out to Cardi B. But fuck the Grammys. They don't mean anything. It's it's some, you know, because I don't know what they go off. I know this. I know every time that a white rapper has been up, has been nominated for rap Album of the year, they've won. I know that. Now, now, how how out of touch is that? I mean, we talking Malcolm Moore beat Kendrick Lamar. Everybody remembers that controversy, right? And every time Eminem has been nominated, he's won. And Eminem, this is so crazy, Eminem spent a portion of his career saying fuck the grammy just shitting on them off all left and right as he should why can't the rest of the rappers do that why can't the black rappers do fuck these award shows bro it's so many rappers ain't never won no awards no grammy award look eminem 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 has beat out missy Elliott, nas buster rhymes dmx dr dre most deaf common Macklemore beat out Drake, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West. I mean, I just, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, and then every now and then, they, you know, they try to throw you a bone. They try to do whatever's like trendy and popular. It. It's like, just, you know, just put people that know rap in charge of the rap category. You don't know shit about rap and then listen and i know and and here's another thing i know that rap isn't the only rap fans aren't the only people that feel this way i'm speaking specifically about rap because that's my main shit i listen to all kinds of genres but rap is my shit you know and it's people it's it's people that make dope music that ain't even on the radio you know, but if we just going by the people on the radio, even then, these motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. And I know, I know from talking to friends of mine, people that love country music feel the same way. The Grammys don't know shit about country music, but you know what? Country music has their own award show, the Country Music Awards, and that is what country fans give a fuck about. The Country Music Awards. Rap don't give a fuck about our own shit. You know, it's like it's like we. This is, it's crazy to me that we point at who's won a Grammy, in rap like that's, uh, like that's the measuring stick for, who's the dopest. No, no. We, you, why are we, why give away that power to the Grammys, and we, and then we sitting the here arguing about it. Like, I see, you know, for the last, like, three, four days, I see, 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 you know, every time I walk up on a group, (laughs) on a group of black comics, they arguing about the Grammys. You know what I mean? Like, that shit fucking matters at all. You know? It's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like walking up on slaves in the field, arguing about who massa like best. You know, it's like, who gives a fuck what the Grammys thinks? I don't I will never care. I, I don't I don't I will never care what the Grammys thinks about shit. Um it it was a little controversy about the childish Gambino's um winning Song of the Year, I think it was, rap song of the year. Um, because apparently it was something about him plagiarizing the 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 theme of the song, the beat, not the beat really, but the the beat kind of sounded this the the melody the, the, it did sound it really similar to this guy's song and a lot of people are are shitting on him online because he you know he called Bambino a coon and well he didn't say he was a coon but he just said it was it's fucked up. But again, th- that only matters if you care about the Grammys. That only matter you know the Grammys is just the pinnacle of a lot of these award shows, it's the it's the equivalent of uh of like, because this happens in comedy where people people that aren't very good tend to put themselves in the position to decide who's good. You know, every comic should run should run a show at some point in their career, just to, just to give you insight into in certain shit. Um, but it's like you 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 you'll see a lot of these a lot of these executives at these companies, they're failed comics, singers, rappers, actors. You know they're trust fund kids that fail that shit, and so they put themselves between you and success. You know, and they they start these festivals or they start these uh award uh shows and they try to decide who's who's good and it's like fuck that man I'm against that in my soul and I am not and, and, and I don't don't get me wrong I'm not against these things existing okay cuz I feel the same way about lists you know this happens a lot in the in the comedy community some list comes out People, people, the people that are on it repost that they're on it, and they thank the people. And then the people that ain't on it are like, "Fuck that! Why wasn't I on it?" Woo, woo, woo. It's like those shits don't matter. And again, I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. Okay, I'm saying that they shouldn't be held in the in that high of a regard. They shouldn't be used as the measuring stick. It's just it's just people's opinion. And a lot of times people's opinions are bullshit because they're not qualified. You know, it's just that simple. You know, I can make a list. Anybody can make a list. You know, I could walk them I could go to McDonald's every day this month and then come back with a top ten list of of, of cashiers that serve me at McDonald's you know and i can make it a tradition and do it every month and you know what before you know it <laughs> they're going to be fighting about who got it and who didn't just cuz i put just cuz i'm putting my opinion out there it's 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 dumb um but you know that's just my opinion about it if you feel differently uh you can email me at BS with simpson <laughs> At gmail.com. Um, if you're trying to check out my shows, if you want to see me this week, I'll be doing the hella show at in the belly room at the comedy store on Friday, comedy store in Los Angeles, and then on Saturday, uh I'll be doing uh Meme money, e- meme as in M E M E, as an in internet meme. meme. Money in Echo Park. said twenty three hundred Echo Park Avenue. Um, at ten o'clock or ten thirty, I think. Is that ten? No, one of those. Um, on on this Saturday, this this on Saturday the sixteenth. Um, oh and oh yeah yeah no, I got a spot tomorrow in the O R, yeah at the Comedy Store too, at uh. Eleven thirty or midnight or something like that. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, and um, actually, I should put this out there now. This is next week. I'm gonna be in uh, Montana, in Billings, Montana, with my boy, uh, my boy Mitch. We're doing a show at. Hold on, where that bit. Okay, yeah. We're doing a show in Billings, Montana, uh February twenty-second and twenty-third. Uh military veteran show, twenty-second and twenty-third. That's we're veterans. You don't have to be a veteran to come to the show. But it's uh it's live at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. Um, yeah. Friday and Saturday, twenty-second and twenty-third. Um uh, Tickets available at montanacomedy.com, right, or at the door. So, uh, so yeah, that's where you can check me out. Those are the things that's going to be dope this week or next. And uh, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, it's World it's world Radio Day. Shout out to, uh, ooh, I almost forgot. Shout out to Hindenburg Systems. Um, Hindenburg Journalist Pro is what I use to record my, my podcast on, and uh, they're hooking everybody up. Today and today only. The today as in February 13th, 2019. They're hooking everybody up for World Radio Day. So these are the deals on Hindenburg, uh Hindenburg.com. Um, you can get you can get a Hindenburg Journalist Pro one year license for 80 bucks. You can get a Hindenburg Journalist Perpetual license, that's forever. Uh, For $85, normally $95. You get a Hindenburg Journalist Pro Perpetual license. So that's the Pro Forever license for $300, normally $375. You get the, you can upgrade to Hindenburg Journalist. Um, you can upgrade from Hindenburg Journalist to Journalist Pro Perpetual uh, for $215, normally $325. All right? Um, 10% of the proceeds from uh, all World Radio Day licensed sales go to cultural survival, all right? Uh, this man, uh, the bluff, the has the up. I talk to special teams, gotta go, motherfucker. So I'm sewing up my things. I gotta plug these holes up for the winner, and all these rats come in and try to shed my dinner. Talking, they're working hard, niggas barely call the splinter. I'm on a pinner, and when I finish, y'all can get a hot.